views expressed in this program are those of the participants. The Curious Case of the Missing Senators. I'm Danielle Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is The Daniel Metz Show. Quote, send bachelors and come heavily armed. I'm not going to be a political prisoner in the state of Oregon, declared Oregon Senator Brian Boquist. And if you send the state police to get me, hell's coming to visit you personally. And thus, 11 Republican senators from Oregon went AWOL in June 2019, and the state police were given the authority by the governor to track them down and return them to the state senate in order to fill a quorum. Yep, you heard me right. The governor of Oregon, one Kate Brown, unsurprisingly a Democrat, unleashed the police to track down Republican senators in order to force them back to the Capitol at gunpoint in order to pass a very specific piece of legislation, an aggressive cap and trade proposal that aimed to slash, quote, emissions to 80% below 1990 rates by 2050 and would increase gas prices by at least 22 cents a gallon and natural gas prices by up to 50%. The Republicans had wanted to turn the proposal into a statewide ballot, but that failed. And since Democrats control the House, the Senate, and Governor's Mansion, they can pass whatever legislation they want. So the Republicans did the only thing they could do and fled the state. So Robert, should these Republican senators have just sucked it up and done their duty by voting against this legislation, as futile as that would be, or did they have to do their moral duty by refusing to let this legislation even make it to the floor? Well, that's a good question. Uh, but I think that they should have showed up and debated it and given a, a good debate against cap and trade and then voted against it. And then the cap and trade would have went ahead and the state of Oregon would have gone further into the toilet than it is now. And people will blame the Democrats as they should. I think it's rather, um, I don't know if, if the word cowardly is appropriate in this case, but then again, the Republicans can't and have never ever given a proper argument against the environmentalists' um, legislation and, and environmentalist arguments that the left have come up with. And they can't give a good argument against cap and trade because they have bought into the global warming, climate change, coming ice age arguments that the left have always put out there in order to further their control over the populace. So I'm not surprised that they ran. Um, I wouldn't have. I would have given the argument that it is a bogus fear, this carbon dioxide cap and trade legislation. Um, it will destroy uh, the prosperity of the people of Oregon, and uh, voted against it, and um, again, let the chips fall where they may. However, I understand why they ran, and there's another element to it. The left will use whatever uh, means that they have at their disposal to pass yeah, their by legislation. By whatever means necessary. And so it's not unusual, I suppose, for the right, or the Republicans in this case, to use that same self, uh, same means, in other words, don't show up, don't get a quorum, so that the legislation can't pass. And the only problem is that if they do it, remember, the Democrats might learn from this, and if they ever do get the, the Senate or the, um, the governor's mansion again, 
then hey, you've you've set the stage for not not um, passing any legislation just by not well, having Well, in all the fairness, the Democrats did it before. That's where the standard was set. The oh, Democrats so. have done it before. Um, I can't remember what specific legislation it was, but they made sure that they were not available to fill the quorum. And I would take the other side. I think what they did was proper because the legislation in question is in, is based on a false premise. It does great damage to the people of Oregon. And it's just... it. When it's you have to do what's morally right sometimes. Sometimes that um, I believe uh, has more import than the process. It's it's a tough call sometimes, but I think in something such as this, where it's just a virtue signaling kind of legislation, where the um, the governor basically came out and said, "Oh, it's going to be historic. We're going to be the first to do this, and we're going to be not that this is going to be good for Oregon and good for its citizens. They're going to do it just because it's historic. It's a virtue signaling thing. So, given the fact that this isn't like a, uh, we have to protect the borders. We have to make sure these things are taken care. Of. This is just simply to virtue signal to the rest of the world that they are more progressive than you. They are more virtuous than you. And if you don't agree with them, then we'll come and get you at gunpoint and make you agree with us." Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disrespect the Republicans for what they've done by fleeing to Idaho. But um, again, I don't know that I would have done that if I had not shown up and, and you know, to um, make sure that there wasn't a quorum, then I think I would have let the police come and arrest me and have it filmed. Then putting me in um, handcuffs or whatever, putting me into a, a police car, driving me to the Senate, dragging so me into the chamber and then just having me sit there so that they could have their quorum. I think that would have been much greater, much have a much greater and positive impact on the nonsense that this, what's her name, Kate Brown and the yes, Democratic uh, governor is doing. That's another thing. Does she have the authority to just do this? I mean, is she a, a dictator that she can just summon the police as her own personal private well, that's, that's armed scary forces and go round it? people up without due process, without... Um, justification without, you know, uh, so a good and valid reason. if you didn't show reason. up for work tomorrow, can I call the cops and send them after you to go make sure you go to work? Like, <laughs> like that's essentially what she's done. Yeah. Like, so, so it's delayed till the fall. So it's, to, and they really wanted to make it a, a, a ballot issue, not a legislative issue. So they were willing to, because again, the problem with the Republicans in the United States, like you mentioned, they will, they kowtow to this climate change, wormy, changey climate crap. That is absolute crap. And they will not denounce it, but they see it from an economical standpoint where they think that, well, because this would have an economic, uh, or bad economic effect on the economy, we don't want to do it. We don't dispute that this is an issue. We don't dispute yes. that this is something that has to be dealt with. We just don't like the way you're doing it. So it's all semantics, at technically, no pun intended, but it's just they won't come out and say clearly that climate change is bogus. It's a totalitarian lie in order to control the economy and everybody's actions. And they will not take that stand. And I find that reprehensible. That's that's my point exactly, that they can't argue against cap and trade. They don't have the moral argument against it. They just have economic arguments. And this is yeah. typical of Republicans and conservatives here in Canada, that they all buy in to the premise so the natural conclusion is cap and trade, if you buy that premise. And if you buy the fact that it's you know, not immoral to um, dictate in the way that the Democrats do. 
but I don't buy the moral argument. Like I say, even if the world was, you know, the temperature was changing as they say it is, and we're, when we're to fall, we're to blame for that, that does not give them the right, the moral right, to do what they're doing, which yeah. is just a tax, a tax scheme, which will have zero effect on the, the temperature rising in the state of Oregon. So it's no, absolutely zero effect. Absolutely zero effect. Yeah. Which is why I think that in this case, although I don't like the fact that they have to use democratic tactics, if you're going to pick an issue that you're going to stand up and do something that seems a little, I don't want to say underhanded, but it seems a little untoward, this would be the one. Because there is no, it's just totalitarian control by the governor of, of Oregon to say that this is what we're going to do. We're going to take all our money. We're going to, and it's called, what do they call it? The, um, uh, basically to change behavior by making you suffer. So we're going to punish you for existing, essentially. You, you don't get to heat your home. It's going to cost you 50% more. If you want to drive, it's going to cost you this more. Food's going to cost more. Everything's going to cost more. Business is going to leave the state. You're going to be punished for even existing. And I just, that's why I think I support the Republican senators for doing this move just to at least forestall it. Yeah, but the thing is that it is inevitable. And I think that they should realize that and they've made their point, come back and let them be arrested and dragged in, physically dragged. In other words, lock your knees together, man. And don't, don't go peacefully, <laughs> just be physically dragged into there, thrown into your seat and, and let the cameras record it. So if they would, that's the other thing is that the left has media on their side so they might not even pay attention the only reason i even heard of this is because of alternative media on the internet i've never seen anything on mainstream medias about this at all like 11 senators left the state because they were going to be dragged into the senate on the governor's order by police yeah, that seems you... to me a pretty big story i don't know yeah no, it was covered by the local uh, oregon press i did look it up so it was in the newspapers there and, but yeah, for us to find that, that is a, a dramatic piece of news and why it's not covered in other jurisdictions is interesting. But it was covered in Oregon, at least in the local Well, obviously, because they're in Oregon, so yeah. I would assume. <laughs> but again, uh, it goes to a, a very immoral use of government power. And I'm not talking about Kate Brown sending out the, uh, the armed police to arrest these people. I'm talking about using taxation to persuade people to act in a certain way that you think is right or wrong. Yeah, to control behavior. We've called them sin taxes here before where, for example, uh, on cigarettes they'll raise the taxes in the hopes to, to, let pe to have people reduce their smoking and therefore the burden on the socialist health care system that we have here in Canada. And we've seen it ever since income tax has been brought in. You've seen um, deductions for, for example, families. Because, oh, we don't want families to hurt. Having a family is a good thing. So you have a child tax credit or benefit or a family allowance. Uh, so it's been around forever. Cap and trade is just another one of the same things, the same mechanism. So this is an interesting drama, interesting theater that's going down in the tiny state of Oregon. <laughs> well, and you have to also realize that this is the state that has Portland in it, where Antifa has been running rampant, and the police have been told to be to stand down by their mayor, Ted Wheeler, I believe his name is, yeah. and um, a a um, Andy No, 
was beaten and he had a yes. brain bleed when he's just reporting on it. Um, they've old man was hit with a crowbar. They've been running rampant and say directing traffic and just beating and doing violence. And the, the mayor thanked them yes. for bringing issues to their attention. And as a matter of fact, the, the, he, well, although he now denies it, the police chief down in Portland has said that the mayor told them not to intervene in, in the, uh, in, in the fight. Yeah. So I don't. I I can both blame and not blame the police because I think if I was the police chief there, I wouldn't take orders from the mayor. No. You're you're sworn to uphold the law, not to uphold the law at the mayor's uh, request. Yeah, there's so much politics that goes into that when you have the mayor and the police chief, and they have that interconnection. And then I don't know. I I as a moral person would definitely intervene when there's any kind of violence. You don't stand down because, oh, there may, you might increase the conflict. No, you stop the conflict that's going on right now. I mean, Andy No could have been killed. He had a brain bleed, which is very serious. And they did nothing. Like, yeah. they literally did nothing. He went to the police several times asking them for help, and they did nothing until yeah. it was he was already beaten. And they got taken away to the hospital. Let's go back to one of the other shows we did just recently where I was suggesting that the way to stop all this nonsense and start to uphold the laws yeah. that are on the books and don't listen to the mayor if you're the police chief in fact if the police if the mayor knows something about a crime that's about to happen and tries to influence the police to stop it i think the mayor should be arrested for interfering with, the, with justice well ted cruz actually called um that there should be an investigation into what happened during the weekend that the Antifa riots were happening recently, which good for him, because he he's enforced the rule of law. Investigate why the rule of law was not being enforced. So good for him on that, and I really appreciate it. But yeah, Oregon, I, I, I don't really know what to do <laughs> with well, that I wonder, state. It's like <laughs> with Kate Brown at the helm there. I wonder when she ordered the police to go out and hunt down the Republican senators who didn't show up. I wonder if the uh, the policeman in charge questioned that and saying, where's your authority to do that? Where is it written in statute that you can force us to do something that is most likely unconstitutional? Where, where, mm. where is that? You point it out to me. Otherwise, you can go pound salt or pound yeah. sand. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I find very interesting is that laws that don't exist are being enforced, but laws that do exist are not. Yeah. Because it all has to do with where your politics lie and which side of the coin you're on, and then that'll tell you what's going to be done and what's not. And that's where we end up. And that's where we end up today. And so join us again next week or next day or whenever, and we'll talk again soon. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right. Right.